Good to see everyone jumping on. Fantastic to have you here today. Anyone who's new, give us a shout out. Um, do the quick intros, as I always do. Jason Witten here. If you don't know, if you haven't met me before, hello, good day, and uh, welcome along. This is uh, a quick morning get-together with some cool, crazy crew, probably just like you, who are keen on property investing. And uh, each day, Monday to Friday, we get together, have a bit of a chat. We call it a Wealth Coffee Chat. And we talk about property, property investing, all things around it, about the idea of going the distance. We've got a couple of sayings around here. This thing's a marathon, not a sprint. And buy well, never sell. And um, so welcome along. Let us know in the chat if you're new or if you're, if you're a first-time listener or whatever it might be. I know we have a fair few people join our coaching and mentoring program every uh, every week and every month. So if that's you, say hello and welcome. Today I thought we'd talk about something, the cross-security, cross-securitization, cross-collateralization or money's clause. Uh, I don't know if you guys have heard of this before, but it's something that we need to be aware of as property investors when it comes to uh, our ability to lend money and borrow. Um, and it's important one to sort of get our heads around. Uh, you know, is it really a problem? Uh, when does it become a problem? Uh, when doesn't it become a problem? Sometimes it's useful to use. Uh, and, uh, you know, when it, is it appropriate? And uh, when do you fight hard not to have your properties, your wealth cross-securitized, cross-collateralized, cross-everythingized um, as we go? So we're going to chat through that this morning. So quick chat out uh, to uh, Abdul and um, uh, Stephen and uh, Ross, Danny, Sean. Good morning to you guys. Thanks for joining uh, today. So let's take a little look at what cross-security, cross-collateralize and all-monies concept clause might be when it comes to lending. And uh, I've got myself a little uh, wonderful drawing here uh, as we go uh, along. So the, the general gist of it is this is your home. Yours, this is usually the process where it happens. Your principal place of residence. One day, uh, some point uh, in your life, you wake up and you sort of say, all right, well, hey, listen, I wouldn't mind uh, buying an investment property. We'll call this IP1, um, you know, IP2 uh, and IP3. Um you get the idea, you read a book, you listen to a podcast, you, you hear a, a live Facebook in the morning or YouTube, whatever it might be, you speak to someone else who's done it, your, your parents, your friends, whatever it might be, and you think, all right, well, listen, hey, I'd like to become a property investor. Uh, and uh, the idea, you, you toddle on down the bank because you've been with the bank for, you know, forever and a day. Uh, I don't know, does anyone here still have their Dolomite account? Um, I've still got a a Commonwealth Bank Dolomite account uh, that I opened when I was, I can't remember how old I was now, like 10 or 12 years old. Funny story, I, I actually lost my wallet um, uh, at a place called Monkey Mire. Um, anyone know um, up in uh, Western Australia, many, many years ago when I was traveling around, lost my wallet. I had to go to a local bank uh, and they said, oh, listen, um, we've got your signature on file, just do a, just do a signature. Uh, and I had to try and remember, I had to try and remember what my signature was from when I was like 
10 years old and I literally couldn't get it right. I couldn't do it. <laughs> Look, it took me hours to get crack into my bank, bank account. But anyway, I'm getting distracted. James has still got some for the kids. There you go, the old Dolomite account. Anyway, what happens is it's kind of like we don't think have a second thought. We've been banking with the CBA. Um, we've been banking with the Commonwealth Bank all of our life. CBA. Uh, and so what we do is we go down to the CBA and we say, hey, listen, um, uh, first, I want to buy a home and they give you a loan, you buy a house. I've got now I've got a house. I'm thinking I might want to buy an investment property. Can you lend me some money? And this is usually what happens, team. You might have a property here and let's just say that this property is worth 600K. You have a loan on this property for 300K. You might have bought it 10 years ago, whatever it is. I'll just paint the picture here before I get into what this cross-securitization, cross-collateralization is. So you've got a $300,000 mortgage uh, and the bank says, yeah, no problem. You can buy this investment property um, and uh, uh, we're happy to lend you the money. You know, it's very easy, okay? And you or me not knowing that that's not how you do it, you go to the bank and they say, yeah, no problem. You know, you've got a job, you've got some equity. They explain equity. You buy the property, no problems. And what they do is this process called cross-securitization, cross-collateralization. They use this property and this property bundled together to give you the outcome, okay? Now, um, on the surface, it doesn't seem to be a problem. Right? It doesn't seem to be a problem. And usually what happens is your um, your savings account, let's call this your savings account, uh, is with the CBA as well. So your savings account is with the CBA, your house is with the CBA, and now your investment property is with the CBA. What else would you do? Chuck it in the chat for me right now. This is just regular normal stuff. What else would you have as a, a regular person? Uh, you've been banking with the CBA all your life. What do you do when you uh, want to get a car? Well, maybe you get a car loan. So the CBA now gives you a car loan. Car loan. Um, and uh, that's pretty cool. And now, you know, you think, oh, no, I need to get a credit card. Uh, I get a credit card. And now I've got a credit card with the CBA. Okay. And uh, this is the situation. This is the lending this is the finance situation for 99.9% .9 of uh, property investors or people who own uh, property. Because what happens, tell me, tell me, yeah, exactly, Alison. Tell me right now, folks, you know, they've given you a car loan, they've given you a credit card, you've got a home loan, you've got an investment property. What have they used as security for all of those things that they've given you. They might have lent you some money for a jet ski, who knows, whatever else it is, right? Okay, and what they've used is in here, we have, I'm going to do it this way. This is our little pot of gold right here. What is that little pot of gold called there? Yep, your house, absolutely. They've used your equity, okay? They've used your equity team, okay? This equity here on this property is what they've used for you to end your soul. 
Uh, okay, and now think of this, right? Um, what happens, the challenge, equity mate, exactly. Remember that, Stephen? Remember the old ads, equity mate. Oh, where did you get the jet ski? Equity mate. Where did you get the holiday? Equity mate. They don't let you do that anymore, do they? Um, this is, uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, and you're right, Alison, right? This is the challenge right here now, team. And, you know, this in this situation, unless you want to do more, which all of us do as property investors, unless you want to do more, okay, then um, this is not really the end of the world. If you want to buy one investment property in one house, then this is not a big deal. It's not a big deal. But for you and me, you know, what we have goals, right, um, in, our, in our investments, you know, we, we know, all of you guys know, that we need between three and five investment properties as part of our future wealth creation. There is no way that you can cross-securitize, cross-collateralize for most people. Most people, there's no way you can cross-securitize, cross-collateralize in this circumstance to get these five properties unless your property is worth a huge amount of money. Because what happens in this equity portion right here, they, uh, unbeknownst to you, the loan-to-value ratio across loan to value ratio across the house and the investment property, they limit to 80%, okay, 80%. Now, for most of us, we need more than 80% lending, okay, when it comes to um, this uh, situation. So there's 20% of our equity locked up in here and they're only letting us use, let's say, 20% of that equity there. Now, for, um, for most of us, we know if we're able to borrow at 90% loan-to-value ratio, instead of buying one property, we could buy two, okay? Um, but in the cross-collateralized, cross-security situation, that's not occurring because they are securing the car loan, they're securing the credit card, and they're saying, all right, well, how do we get some security on this other money we've lent to you, okay? Um, and one big bundle of bloody, um, one big bundle of knots, they've got the whole lot in one big, one big circle, and uh, that's the way it is. And like Alison said there before, they can, they, if you did do default, they can do things. So let's say you did default, let's say you defaulted on your credit card, or your car loan, or your house loan, or your investment property loan, they have the right to take money from your bank account and apply it to any debt they want like that overnight. They, you, let's say you've got $10,000 in your bank account. You're thinking, beautiful, I'm good. Somehow, for some reason, you didn't manage your money properly or something went wrong with your investment property or your credit card or something happened. They can take your cash without your not without notice or permission and apply it to any other debt that they they deem fit. Okay, they can take your money out of your offset account. They can take your money out of the redraw. Okay, they can take the money from anywhere. Okay, 
and do that. Yeah, Alison was right. Alison said there, right, uh, ME Bank tried to take people um, offset accounts in the pandemic and pay off people's debts, right? Okay. This is what we see all the time. And the challenge, the thing with this team, tell me one of the benefits of this, and it's not a benefit, but why is it that people end up here? There's certainly a lack of education. I can tell you right now because it's easy. Listen to me now. It's easy. And nothing, this is not easy. Okay, if you want an investment portfolio, easy is not how it's going to happen. You have to be smart. You have to ask for more. Yep, easier access. Exactly, um, Stephen. Because they they keep more of your equity, hold you back, so they are, they feel more comfortable, but you're not getting the momentum you want. You're not creating the wealth that you want, okay? How should we do it? Let's get on to that, okay? So you can see the problem with cross-securitization, cross-collateralization, right, team? Um, so let's have a look at what should we do when it comes to our equity. All right. We've got our 300K there. That's our principal place of residence. We 100% should have an offset account uh, in, in there, which is our savings account. In here, we want to be able to access, this is our 600K, we want to be able to access up to 90% of our extra equity. All right? So, we would go ahead and create, and even if it with is with, even if it is with, let's say the CBA, we would set up a, a redraw, a loan on here, and we would have one, two, three splits or the amount of money we want for uh, a number of investments, okay? And then what we do this is all with the this is all with the CBA team. So this is CBA right here. That's CBA. You have your home loan and your offset account with your savings in it. That's it. That's it. Okay. Listening now. All right. So the next part, uh, investment property number one. I'll do I'll do a better color. Um, IP number one. Right, we might go to, um, we might go over here to uh, Westpac. Okay, we might go to Westpac. And what we do is we bring our money from the ComBank. Actually, I'm going to, I'll leave that there. We bring our money from the ComBank. Let's say that's 100K. We bring our money from the ComBank, from the CBA, and now we lend money only from Westpac, completely separate. Okay, following along. All right. Uh, and now we go, all right, what are we going to do next? Let's have a look at uh, at another one. And we might say, all right, well, the next, prop next place we want to go to is uh, Adelaide Bank. Um, and then again, we get our money from over there. We put it in here. And now that is standalone with Adelaide Bank, okay? Uh, investment property number two. 
Everyone following along? So this is how we keep these things separate as we go along. If you do want a credit card, I don't want you to have one, but if you do want a credit card, you can have those, uh, a credit card, you can go get it from, um, you know, go get it from someone else. Go get it from uh, ANZ. Go get your credit card from ANZ completely outside of the system. One of the biggest challenges I see is business owners, business owners um, over here talk about, you know, property investing and doing something different is quite risky. But if you're a business owner listening in right now, and let's say I just rub these ones off just for, for argument's sake. Uh, in here, you got your one investment property, you got your home, and then we see the business owners, business now securing an overdraft, an overdraft against your home and your, and your equity. And, you know, the most risky activity in the world is business. Like I've got a number of businesses, they're so volatile. Some days they're great and some days they're, Hideous. Um, and again, you've got all your business banking here with with uh, with Combank. You go, oh, it's just easier. I'll put my business banking, my business banking with Combank. So Commonwealth Bank literally can reach into your business account, your business account, and pay off your personal debts. Imagine you were with um, other partners and stuff like that. I've seen it happen, all right, um, as we go. So team, here is... Here's what it should look like. You have your own PPR set up, completely standalone, whatever equity you can get access to, up to 90% is often uh, needed. If you've got lots and lots of equity, you know, let, let's say you've got 600 grand of equity um, available and you only need 500, you don't have to go to 90% if you don't want to. You can still go to 80% and get the properties done, okay? Just thinking, just keep keep an eye on that. My preference is to go to 90% on your investments so you can make this equity go further. But again, if you've got lots of equity and you've got lots of cash, then you can put it to work and manage that, that LMI if you want to. But don't, team, don't try and save five grand of lender's mortgage insurance at the cost of doing another investment property. That's a stupid idea. If you can do another investment property, you're able to lend and you've got the capital, invest the lender's mortgage insurance to get the, the extra property. We've, we've talked about this before, all right? So this is what it should look like, team, okay? Uh, and as we go, maybe, maybe this is what happens, you know, down the track, you know, maybe you've got uh, 50K left here. So 50K comes out, 50K. Uh, and then these two properties have gone up, okay? And now you take 25K, 25K and 25K, and now you buy this property over here, investment property number three. Everyone cool with that? That's what we do, okay? Which is awesome. Now, one of the good things that we can do, and I'll, I'll you know, uh, I won't spend too long on this, is when these properties go up in value, we can actually, if we want to, give that money back to our home loan and that's how we can get rid of this debt. So we can eliminate that debt right there if we choose to, 
if we choose to, okay? Now, depends on, on your acquisition phase and so on. So team, you can see that now, much more robust, much more practical and safe when it comes to our ability to borrow. Standalone, 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 okay? Now team, I can tell you right now, this is not easy. This is hard, okay? It doesn't mean it's impossible. No, it's not impossible. It's absolutely 100% doable, but it takes time and you have to persist and you gotta have the right team with you. You gotta have the right brokers. You gotta have the right experts to do this for you properly over time, okay? So um, this is a disaster waiting to happen. This is how you make sure you're safe for the future. And business owners, you can borrow $100,000 from yourself, lend it via a proper loan agreement, which gives you security over your business um, for an overdraft. I can talk about that one at some point if people want me to. So, um, so there you go. Um, all good. All right, team. Uh, well, that's it. Pretty well done and dusted. Brendan said, what about SMSF? Brendan, you can do the same for SMSF. The lending choices are less. Um, like there's not as many choices for a self-managed super loan. So, but certainly, uh, you know, if, you've, if you're going to buy multiple properties, maybe two properties with your super, you want to have two different lenders if possible. Uh, and certainly not one of these lenders um, as well, okay, um, uh, as we roll along. So this is the acquisition phase team. You wouldn't, um, um, into the future, um, yeah, Shelley, absolutely, mate. That's the best way to do it, create a loan agreement. Um, and if anyone wants, um, wants me to do that, give me a shout out. Um, I can do that next time on one of the Wealth Coffee Chats. As we go. All right, team, that's it. Uh, Wealth Coffee Chat done and dusted. Um, you guys be awesome. Stay well. And uh, join me tomorrow, around about the same time, about 8.05, for another Wealth Coffee Chat. You guys be awesome. Tally ho. Bye bye.